Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Crossing Swords. As always, I'm Andrew. And I'm here to break uh, a little bit of the grimness that we've had the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe a little positivity. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. I think people need to strap in, Jake. Do you know why? It's going to be a bumpy ride. It is going to be a bumpy ride. And yeah. I think, I mean, I take umbrage a little bit with what you said there. What? The suggestion that some of them aren't good ones. I don't know if that's the kind of I message we want to put out. I don't want to run like a dictatorship thing no, here. I think in general, though, our general arrogance throughout the podcast gives off the impression that, in our opinion, there aren't any bad ones. It's just nice to sound a little bit humble. There are some that could do with improvement. Yeah, um, we're not perfect, but, you know, we do our best. And that's what makes us perfect. Yeah. You know, it's a crazy world. It's a so messed up you know that our imperfections make us perfect yeah and i just don't want people to you know it's a weird one because um we want people to think like we're relatable yeah. and we're like one of them but we are better than people and it's a very hard one to balance i mean i don't know if i necessarily agree with that i think you definitely think you're better than people well you know <laughs> i like to think of myself i feel like in this room politically I mean, in that situation with the level of arrogance, you're you have to be a Tory. I don't, well, room. I don't mean politically. I just mean like physically. You just physi- we are just better than everyone. Okay, I mean, I mean, if being tall's good, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. See, no matter what physical definitions we put down, one of us is going to get ruled out because we are polar opposites. Yeah, physically. I'm, I'm big and fat, and you're slight and small. It's, it's yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Even down to like Look, that I'm good. I'm now clean shaven and, I've and got you a are bushy with beard. beard. Yeah. I mean I say bushy is decent. It's tough. It's a nice beard. Thank you know, you. it's well trimmed. Thank you. You're looking svelte. I don't feel it. <laughs> oh you look it. You look svelte. Thank you. I you know it's, it. it's like a spirit, sveltness. Yeah. So I think today, uh guys, what we haven't communicated well so far is what this episode is going to be about. Uh, and in truth, neither of us fully know what it's going to be about. There's a few things we both know we want to talk about, but we've picked, uh, we've done a similar episode before. Where we've just picked a few things we want to talk to each other about and see, see how happens. it goes. Yeah. So, Jake, would you like to kick us off? Well, sure. I think there's only one really place we can kick off, given what we're, you know, uh, at time of recording. This week has seen the hottest um, temperatures in the UK on record. Yeah. Uh, the highest temperature was recorded on Tuesday, uh, clocked in at 40.3 degrees Celsius in Coningsby, Lincolnshire. Previous record was 38.7 in Cambridgeshire in 2019, so it's a bit of a jump. Yeah. Um, and also the highest, this is going to be a weird way to phrase this, but the highest low temperature. So, you know, the, it, it didn't, yeah, yeah, what yeah. it didn't drop below. When it was at its lowest on so the day. Previously, the highest low was in Brighton in 1990, which is quite a way back, and that yeah. temperature was 23.9 <laughs> degrees. Um, now, in Kenley and Surrey, it reached 20... It didn't go below 25.8 degrees, Bloody which hell. is insane, and we yeah. can explain why I struggled to sleep. Also, uh, Chatterhall on the Scottish borders recorded 34.8 degrees, overtaking the previous Scottish record set at 32.9 degrees, which is in Grey Cook, which is also on the borders in 2003. Which is mad, isn't it? Been if it's hot. affecting Scotland. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? If Scotland's in the if, 30s, shit's yeah, gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, something's going bad. And I mean, I don't know about you, I don't know how it affected you, but it was just fucking awful, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one for me, because I'm kind of, I'm going through a bit of something at the moment, and I'm not sure whether it's like the heat, yeah, or an effect of recently having COVID, I'm kind of, or a combination of the two, and I'm kind of not sure, but I have been absolutely fatigued. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I mean, I think that definitely a big part of that will be the heat. Oh, no, no doubt. Help. The heat doesn't help for sure. Um, speaking as a large man with a lot of layers, it was challenging, honestly. Um, Do you mean emotional layers or just physical layers? Both. Both. <laughs> the more complex a man you are, the hotter it gets. Yeah. And the hotter I am, the more distant I am, the, you know, treat I me mean, keep Metaphors that are flying around this room. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm overflowing with them, honestly. Like, so I can see. Yeah. But no, it, honestly, it was awful. Um, yeah, not comfortable, was it? No. And to be honest with you, it felt quite frightening, to be honest, and like made me feel quite anxious for the future. Yeah, well, I think the thing that made me laugh um, was I was listening to the radio on my way into work on... Wednesday it must have been. Yeah. And um they broke breaking news, you know, we're gonna take you to the travel room because there's protesters on the M twenty five. I'm pretty sure it was the M twenty five. Yeah. Um and I, I just sort of laughed to myself out loud, which is probably a bit odd to the people watching me walk. Just chuckle to myself. But I thought, well yeah, like the 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 Capitol was literally on fire yesterday. Of course there's protesters out today. <laughs> I mean, there were a number of wildfires. It's mental. Even it? around London, like in Croydon, there was one. The biggest one was probably in, is it Wenning or something like that? Basically, yeah. sort of um, East London. Yeah. Like it's it's scary. It is, it really is scary. scary. People lost their houses. People lost their houses and their livelihoods yeah. simply for the fact that it was, it's been so hot that the grass has completely dried up and made it susceptible to it. And then the heat, just catching a little bit of broken glass or a yeah. little bit of you know, a little bit of a reflective surface. Yeah. And that's all it took. Yeah. And it's very frightening. Um, I don't know what it means for us going forward. Because <clears throat> I think we spoke about this before, not on the pod, but off air, about how, like, when we were kids, hot weather, like a summer weather to us is, like, at the most high 20s. That was sort of the peak of it. Yeah, really, we would, most of our summers would be, like, low to mid low to mid 20s yeah but i would say progressively it feels like the last 10 years the temperature is just year on year it feels like it's getting worse and then yeah now it's not uncommon to hit 30 whereas when we were kids it just that would never happen yeah and it's the same at the other end of the extreme when we were kids snow was just like a it never snowed yeah yeah. and now it snows every year (laughs) do you know what i mean every january february usually twice a a year and it's like that just never happened when we were kids it's like fucking hardly ever snowed no and i and to be honest with you like I'd, obviously, it must be to do with climate change. I can't see how it couldn't be. Um, but I don't know what we do. Because, and I don't know if there is anything we can do. Well, I think it's it's that sad thing of... Um, it's the big corporations and, and certain industrial countries that need to do a lot more on their part. As well as, obviously, on the other side of things, on the sort of kind of preservation side of it, countries like Brazil need to do an awful lot more on... Not deforestation allowed. yeah yeah i and think borneo is quite bad for it the problem is the way i look at it is it's because it's such a global issue it would require a joint it would require global a, effort. a global effort a and united not, global and effort not just a thing of like introducing some policies here and there and things it means it would require fundamental change in how we currently live our lives and that's just not going to happen yeah certainly there's got to be a bigger push in so terms like, of what we can do in this country, it's got to be a bigger push for more sustainable energy, which would also help with the energy bills, which are going well, a bit yeah. out of control. Um, and the thing is, we have the capability to do it. We have lots of space for wind farms and things like that. Yep. Um, there's all sorts of other options, but we just don't entertain it. Um, or it's, at least it doesn't feel like we do. But the, the thing is, even if... And like the problem is, like at the moment, was it 2050? 
net zero target, isn't that it? It's too late, isn't it? A lot well, of scientists well, that, are coming out and saying... But that's the current target that we have not currently set any plan to. There's nothing been put in the no, works. The, there the, are no the steps currently race, being taken at all. Three of the candidates, I'm not, and I can't be fair, I don't know whether the remaining two candidates were the ones that said it, but I know it can be bad knock said yeah. it. Um, but at least three of the candidates said that they were thought we need to... Scale back or be more realistic, didn't and, they? And push that a bit further back. And, and like, look, like, I understand what they're saying because, as I just said, it's going to require huge shifts in how we currently live our lives. So it, you have to be realistic about how that's going to be done. But I think we've also got to start being really honest about what that actually means. And also, you know, there just there's just one thing that I want to address because it, it came up a lot during the heat and the heat wave is that we're all going, it's unbearable, it's unbearable, and, and people going, and there's a lot of argument going, oh, it's just a bit, you know, what, the sun's out, and now we can't yeah. cope, and you think, no, but, you know, when we're comfortable with it is when we're on holiday, and yeah. people go, yeah, you go on holiday, and it's like, oh, yeah, because... You're choosing the, to do the, that, first, first of, of all. all. Let's look at let's look at something ma- major and fundamental. The buildings in, like, the Mediterranean, for example, are architecturally designed... To be cooler. ...to cool down. Yeah. Our buildings are designed for cold winters and they're designed to retain in. heat. Yeah. And so as the heat wave goes on, your house is retaining more heat, so it's getting yeah. hotter and hotter and hotter. Also, the infrastructure, you know, our trains, for example, <coughs> and the train tracks yeah. are not made to withstand that heat because no. previously we would never have expected it. No. Whereas in countries like Spain and in Greece and whatever... They have to invest in that infrastructure because they otherwise, no they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and also, there's a huge difference between me experiencing 35 degree heat sitting around a pool and a nice luxury aircon yeah. hotel, and me going to a work. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And toiling no, away for a day, and I just I didn't like that argument. Well, I also didn't like <laughs> the narrative that seemed to be taking place. That instead of talking about why is this happening. We were talking about why haven't we got things in place to cope with it. It's like my problem isn't that we're not prepared for the hot weather. That should be obvious. We don't get this weather, so we're not going to be prepared for it. And there's been no precedent set that we would require it. But the, the all the conversation was, well, what are we going to put in place for when this happens in future? Not what can How we do, do we stop to stop this it happening? happening yeah, in yeah, future? yeah. And that was my issue with it because it just. That's all the conversation It's sort was. of, not to bring the B word into it, but it's sort of the Brexiteers argument of like, look, it's shit now, we've just got to make do. Yeah. And you're like, well, hang on a minute, can we not just address maybe and make it a little less shit? Yeah. And it's like, no, no, it is what it is and it is shit, so let's just all get on with it. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to get on with it. Yeah, and we're not actually addressing the root issue. And I think because... No, it's again, it's that thing, where you, you know, it's that age-old medical thing. You've got to attack this, the, the cause, not the symptoms. If you just treat yeah. symptoms, it's only going to come back again but and again or get worse. What do you think that is, though? Why aren't we doing that? I think it's partly a fear, but I do think, not to sound too conspiratorial, but I do think it's largely down to the media. I do think yeah. the big media owners in this country um, benefit financially from from keeping things as they are sort of like fossil fuel yeah. companies and oil companies and and all these things that are doing major damage to the economy yeah. uh, to the economy to um the planet yeah and the deforestation and stuff and i think they because they benefit from it and it's so dangerous because convince people that everyone it's not a thing, it's nothing to worry is relying about. on things as they are now so to say to an average working person well you shouldn't be driving your car every day but they rely on it to earn a living yeah you can't make that argument to someone morally. No, yes, again, we should the, all stop driving policies, and using cars, and but that's not realistic. A lot of the policies are tailored we, towards the middle classes who yeah. can work from home, yeah, who can, you know, afford um, 
to buy the the fancier products that are maybe more sustainably yeah, farmed. What's concerning me is the people that are living this middle class lifestyle seem to be dominating them and the upper classes and somehow seem to be convincing the working class that they're right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you no, don't that's need, what I mean. It's all. It's if you're all, out on the street, you're not going to hear two blokes down the pub talking about what do we do about the environment, mate? It's getting fucking hot, isn't it? You're, no, not, exactly. you're just not going to hear that. So I, I, it's quite pessimistic. And it, there's someone I know who's normally very opinionated on everything. And his partner tried to talk to him about what's going on with the heat and the environment. And he, he's had a kid recently and he was just like, it frightens me so much knowing what we're leaving. I think the I real, can't engage the real worry about our, our unwillingness, and I by I mean our, I mean the, like I said, the Wider big, week, society, the big yeah. week, you know, the 1% by their inability to, to put the planet over profit is that what happened was <clears throat> 20 years ago, 15 years ago, even as recent as 10 years ago, we were having these conversations and we were saying, what about the future for our great grandchildren? Yeah. Now it's our grandchildren, and now it's our children. Now it's our grandchildren. Like it's it's getting closer. Well, it's, like look, to getting... be honest with you, this is an unpopular opinion, but Maggie Thatcher was actually big on green. Um, I can't, I couldn't tell you exactly, but I remember listening to something recently where they lined out all these things she'd done to start scaling back our um, carbon footprint and promote um, more su- sustainable energy because she saw that. So you know, even back then. Oh no, the conversation's been yeah, going on for a like, long time. Yeah, like it's just mental. Conversation's um, been going on for a long time and we've done nothing for it. Well no, because the problem is if you put at the centre of every <clears throat> major powerful society on the planet that profit above everything else and growth is what's required. But like, we don't care what else is going on, but this, you're seeing it now with the cost of living crisis because I refuse to believe that supermarkets' costs have gone up to the degree that things have gone up in price as much as they mm. have. And that's because when prices of stuff go off, and we've talked about this before, the pro- the burden of that doesn't ever fall on companies anymore. It used to. Companies would try and take on the and burden some of, of the, cost. Some of the um, RMT senior members um, have been doing the media rounds the last couple yeah. of months. Uh, uh, speak quite eloquently. and, and I think they're uh, brilliant. They put, do such put, put a good service brilliant. to... Um, brilliantly um and one of them was you know one of their main points that they've been driving home is that look companies are still making profits and companies are still making main yeah, yeah, profits yeah. we're not, not asking an issue them to with, lose money we're with, just then, asking them to pay people fairly yeah, it's like if, if companies are still making if companies are not making if companies are uh, you know making fewer smaller and smaller profits then there's an argument to be made that okay yeah, things yeah. are going up and what but if companies are still making these huge profits and paying themselves then what huge it means bonuses. is that something's gone wrong further down the line. Someone's yeah. missing out. That's yeah. at the expense of someone, and it's at the workers. It's at you and me at the tills. Yeah, you know. Well, because the answer is always, "Well, we cut costs, but not our costs. No, Everyone else, your costs." Um, but yeah, so the price burden goes on to us every time, and it's not stopping at the moment. Like every time you it's look at the price of something, it's constantly increasing. They expect inflation to eleven percent this year. And in this I'm country. sorry, I just refuse to believe that companies can't afford to take more of that on and I think they have a moral responsibility to like I'm not asking them to make a loss I'm just asking them to make it a little bit less do you know what I mean yeah um it's not going to happen though um what we would require is a government that would be willing to hold business to account like that and when we don't have that and we won't have that no, anytime no, soon no definitely not. and I'm not even convinced if we had a Labour government that would be something they'd be interested in doing so no. um it's pretty bleak to be honest it is pretty bleak. I've can I shall I quickly 
Can I quickly uh, jump off that to quickly talk about? Please do. Um, something that I've got written down. So I don't know if you saw yes this week. Um, Kwasi Kwarteng, the the business secretary, yeah, um, signed an act that decriminalised companies hiring agency workers while yeah people went on strike. I did see that. I mean, how disgusting is that? Yeah. And workers, like you said, we're we're struggling. We're struggling to keep our heads above water. It's getting harder and harder. And what they've done is they've made it even harder. They've taken. We had very little power. Yeah, yeah. and they're taking that away. Yeah, and I think it's just sickening because I think what the government have seen is that overall public sentiment is for workers' rights and for unionisation because they see what power it can give staff. And the thing is, it's not like these people are being unreasonable. No. Um, no. But no, the fact the government... Uh, the thing is, it's just indicative of what the Tories do. They um, have gone against protesting. They're now going against unionisation and protesting your work and it, it you know i'm not saying this is because of it but they're very out of touch as well because <clears throat> a number of labor of mps interestingly have come out and talked about the leadership race yeah and they said that they feared tom tugendhat they were worried going into the next general election if tom tugendhat was okay. in charge they'd have a fight on their hands to okay. try and get gains and try and win back some seats yeah um he was also Part of the reason why they feared him was that he was the only one who got a round of applause during the TV debates. Okay. Because he called Boris Johnson a liar. They asked, is Boris Johnson a liar? Okay. He was the only one who said yes, and he got huge cheers, okay. and his polls went straight up, and he was immediately booted out of the race, voted out of the race by the Tory MPs. Because they were too afraid of him. Well, not because they were too... I mean, he's the one you want leading you. Mm. It's like, it's like you know, all you've got to do is no, look up and go... Is he's not, is he? No, but who, you're looking up and you go, okay, the vote in public... You know, and let's be honest, those audiences would have made up quite heavily of Tory members or yeah. Tory voters. Who do they like? Who who's gonna win us the seat? Who's gonna who's gonna get people to vote for him? That guy, because all the all the popular yeah. polls are saying that guy and it was but, like, but can I be <coughs> honest with you why I think get rid of him? You're wrong, because that's not how they think. I think what they have seen through Boris is that for the most part, if you do it right, you can convince our general public of almost anything you want to. I know, but the general public, um, have you going to speak to the general public? Yeah. As you and I have, and you and I both live in a conservative yeah. um, constituency. The, the the disdain towards Boris Johnson's government, yeah. nearly, and it's it's almost entirely over the party gate thing. Yeah, yeah. There's very little else that people yeah, worry people about. People aren't but, actually bothered about the Chris Pincher thing. Or the, oh, Chris Pincher, by the way, who still has the whip. Who, oh, does he? Still Is has he not the actually whip. been removed? No, no, he's still... Um, it's under investigation, and he's okay. he's been asked not to come to Parliament. Well, it's innocent until proven guilty, isn't it? But Joe? he's still got the whip. Whereas Tobias Elwood, this right. week, um, had the whip removed for not voting um, in the conserv. You know, when they bought the confidence yeah, yeah, yeah. vote, he, he he had the whip removed for not voting in that confidence vote. And um, by the way, the confidence vote that the Speaker had to remind the Prime Minister that they introduced when yeah. the Prime Minister got up and said, oh, why are we wasting our time on this <laughs> confidence vote? And we should be talking about everything else. And the Speaker was like, well, I mean, you introduced it. Yeah, so just be, please be careful. Um, yeah, and reports say suggest that Tobias Erwood was actually in the region of Odessa at the time, dealing with some of the Ukrainian conflicts. But okay. Boris didn't know that. He was You're like, just... you, didn't turn up for, you didn't turn up to vote in my, in, in my favour. So I'm sorry, my son, you're no longer a... <laughs> You're no longer one of us. Jesus. Seems a bit ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think that ultimately what it comes down to with the Conservatives is they're proving over and over again that they don't actually give a shit about the general public. 
it's about looking after their type of people and what they believe in yep. and stuff like that. And the sort of people, like, for example, I mean, it might as well lead into it now because it was the, one of the last political things I wanted to talk about, and that was the choice between Rishi and Liz. And I'm not, glad I'm not one of the people voting because Frank, I wouldn't vote for either of them. Can I just say Liz Truss, by the way, and I, you will never hear me say this, what? Liz Truss made an excellent point recently. Oh, did she? Yes. Um, what about? A journalist wrote an article... And I can't, I've got a feeling it was in the Telegraph, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. Um, in support for Rishi and why Rishi is the one to back. You know, I think his whole <laughs> thing was structured around if you want Thatcherite leadership, then Rishi's the one. Right. Um, and she sort of like tweeted the article and said, surely this kind of thing should come with a disclaimer from the fact that the author was, went to University of Rishi Sunak, was best man at his wedding. Yeah, yeah. You know, surely this pro Rishi, why you should vote for Rishi article should come with some disclaimer that the writer is My very closely tied <laughs> yeah. to to the man he's promoting. And I was like, no, that's an excellent point. She's yeah. absolutely right. And you will never hear me say that Liz Truss is right about, it's about anything. the only thing she's right about, isn't it? But like, she is bang on. She's just, well, when they're all in bed with each other. What she comes across like is a less, I'm not saying this to be a misogynist, a less intelligent version of Boris. She's not as good at speaking as him. She, tr- I mean, she, yeah, and she like copied Margaret Thatcher's but like, the TV debate. She was raised oh. by working class parents. She went to a local comprehensive in Leeds. Yep. She was a Lib Dem. She joined the Lib Dem youth. She, yeah. f- she uh, chucked that in when it was convenient to, um, despite believing in things that are the complete opposite to what she was raised in, which happens. But she joins the Conservatives. She then staunchly believes in remaining in the EU. Yeah, campaigns. And then, uh, as the moment it was politically expedient, she jumped on the Brexit bandwagon now, and is now the face of Brexit. I was going to play devil's advocate. You know I don't believe what I'm about to say. Yeah. But could an argument be made that she, if we're going to do this will of the people, she acknowledged that she is there to represent the people. The people have voted. It's not what she thinks is best, but it's what her constituents have said is best. Therefore, she must represent them. Well, well, if that was the case, she would have fought a lot harder for. I'm just all playing devil's like advocate. Surely, don't believe it, but I'm just no, playing devil's advocate. I think I'm a just lot posing of questions would trot out that argument. But why? Oh, I haven't. Why by the way, that's why I say it because it's been a free. Conservatives point. listen to the public over a lot of things. I've heard Liz <laughs> Truss and her supporters throw it back a lot. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very easy thing to say, but it just it holds no water because you'd point to any argument that the people really care about and you'd just be like, well, why haven't you supported that? Because I guarantee she hasn't. Can I ask you two questions or frame Please do. the same question in two different ways? As a man who's on the left side of the political spectrum, yeah. Um, who would you, first of all, you know, who would you vote for if you were a Tory? You know, try and put yourself on the right. Mm-hmm. But then secondly... As a man on the as thought. a man on the left, <laughs> who would you rather have going up against in the next general election? Uh first one, Rishi. Just because out of the two of them, I think he'd be able to handle himself far better. I don't agree with his policies, but I do respect the fact that he's been quite honest is not necessarily a word I would use, but with regard to the taxes where Liz Truss and all the others were all I've saying, promised, we're going to cut taxes. Yeah. And he just said, look, that's not something that's feasible right now. That's not something that's financially Yeah, but durable. I think he has to take that line because of what he's overseen <laughs> in Boris Johnson's No, absolutely. And to say like, anything I said, else like I said, honesty is maybe not the right word for it. No, but I think he's doing what's clever. 
and what's intelligent to do in his position because he doesn't have a lot of by putting forward a position that looks as if it's yeah because then it looks like he's being consistent oh well that wasn't you just doing what Boris said you genuinely believe we have to and be also it's, it's like look guys and... I'm being straight with you which is yeah, something yeah. that you absolutely cannot say about Boris Johnson's government no exactly um, but I think as a man on the left definitely there's trust because I think Sakir is he's still not perhaps where I'd like him to be as a opposition leader, but he's certainly better than when he started. Um, and I think he was unlucky in coming up against, sadly, a very good bullshitter in Boris Johnson. The amount of times I watched well, BMQs, was, and I thought, oh, Keir's nailed him here. And was, he just rolls off of it. It was the big dog versus the human bollard. Yeah. That's what it was. And I've, But I think Liz, from what I've seen of clips of her, and I've watched some of the debates and stuff like that, I don't think she's got the... She might be able to grow into it. She might find the backbone, but it feels like she's a bit too what shaky. I, what I love, by the way, because I don't think we've... I'm, I mean, so much has happened in the last couple of weeks, but I'm pretty sure when we last re- recorded the podcast, the debates were about to get underway. Yeah. And what I think is brilliant has happened then is that um, they did two of the debates and it was very much decided, oh, do you know what? The public have seen too much of you speaking. Yeah, and so then pulled the other debates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also I, I must admit on air... I had a huge and very steep climb down last week. I tried to make her from a sort of devil devil's advocate position, but also just I genuinely thought she seemed all right on Kemi Bandanok. Bandanok. Because I thought she seemed all right. And then I watched one of the debates and they were talking about Brexit and her. She, it was so. Car crashy. Almost juvenile, the way she dealt with it, that I was like, oh no, I can't take you seriously at all. I'm glad you come um, around to my way of thinking on that. So yeah, but uh, I thought Tom Tugan Hart was all right. Like I said, he's a number of Labour MPs have yeah. come out and said we he was the one they him. were feared. I think that for him though, the fact he's never held a cabinet position is what ultimately. Do you know what though? Him. I think I mean obviously he could have held it under May or under Cameron, but yeah. oh, actually I don't know when he was elected. But I think the thing that's I think that works in his favour for the for the voting public. Yes. the fact that he's yeah, not yeah, associated not with Boris Johnson, but not for the Conservatives. Um, I think if any of the other candidates would have had more experience, because I think that's the only reason Liz Truss is where she is, is because she is a senior conservative figure and has experience in cabinet. Same as Rishi Sunak, if he hadn't have been Chancellor of the Exchequer, he'd have never even been in contention for this. Um, I think if any of the others have had a bit more experience, they would have they had a, have. a far better chance. Um, but I think... But it's odd because I honestly thought it might go a different way. I thought the Conservatives overall would go for someone that was completely separated. I thought that from Boris from Johnson, a, from but a, for it to be two from a people strategic that plan, up until two at, weeks ago, both of them were still in his cabinet. Looking at the next general election, that was the that was the smart thing yeah. to do, and uh, they didn't go for it. No, and I think ultimately that plays into the into the left, but. I, Saying that the Conservatives have been so good with the media at shaping the conversation and putting across a certain narrative, I don't have mm. a lot of confidence in getting them out of office, regardless of who's in charge. No. Is there anything else in terms of polit- politics, British no, politics, that, was, that you want to that speak was about? Mainly it. In which case, I'm going to I'm going to tread us. Yep. On a beautiful segue, we're going to go from. Would you like me to play the sound of you it? Play John? it. So we're going to go from politics to lighter stuff to talk about but we're still mama sticking like with politics that. Mama like that. did you see joe biden uh and his auto cue incident no. in the last couple of weeks no 
he basically he read the instructions on the auto cue. So oh, he read no. this thing and he went, quote, da 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 da, end quote, repeat <laughs> line. And it was just <laughs> there's something I mean, he's borderline dementia, isn't he? I mean it's there's basically he's not full quite, on old he's man. not there. <laughs> he is full on old man though. Yeah. I mean he's full the amount of times he's fallen up the stairs getting into Air Force One yeah, is yeah, embarrassing yeah. But, you know, now. Those are steep stairs. Right, so can we just get an escalator for him? Surely there's a, a movable escalator you could get him. Yeah, or can we just like ban cameras? <laughs> Do you know what I mean from the airport? No, but it's their thing in America, isn't it? Yeah, they love it. There is a very a close relationship between I've, the media and the presidency. For me, yeah, I mean, go and watch it for anyone listening who hasn't seen it. But for me, it's the... It's the bit when he just, the, fin- the end of the bit when he goes, end quote, repeat line. Yeah. And then doesn't repeat the line, obviously just sort of like stares up, waiting for your OQ to move yeah, on. Yeah, I think sadly for Joe Biden, he's probably got the job later than he probably should have. Like he should have probably been doing it. 10 years ago. 10, 15 years ago. Like before Obama probably would have probably been best. Um, but then he's become president off of being with Obama. So, but yeah, 10 years ago would have been ideal. There is something about because they've gone from having Donald Trump, who is obviously larger than life and ridiculous, to he doesn't like. There was a video of him falling off his bike. Like all I see of this man is him falling over, and like it doesn't command a lot of authority, does it? Like if if he walks into a war room and phones up another nation, like if he phones up Putin, is like I'm standing up to you, mate. Come on. No. no, no, no one's believing this, Joe. Come on, yeah, you're embarrassing yourself. Yeah, did you fall not. over into the room on your way in? Well, yeah, I might have. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fuck off, hangs up. And cool. And now we're in something a bit different. Now we're in non-political territory. Yeah, my man, the floor is yours. Um, I wanted to talk about J.K. Rowling. Sure. Um, because to be honest with you, I'd heard she'd got herself into hot water over the last few years with comments made. I don't really I don't know how well versed in it you are, whether you know what she said or a little bit probably. Um, she's she's basically she's she's spoken about sex she's very much a believer of sex based women's rights. Okay. And um what she did is she supported she came out and she supported uh what is called a turf, which is a um a sort of trans exclusive radical feminist i don't remember okay. what the r stands for but yeah, it's, yeah. it's trans exclusive feminism okay um the idea of let's fight for women's rights but <clears throat> not those women. women um and someone who's quite turfy for want of a better term and she supported them and then she supported the lgb alliance which we've briefly spoken about on here before which are a queer community that are very much exclusive excluding the trans aspect okay. of the community has she um, has she voiced what her issue is though like has she actually like fleshed it out or well what's i mean no she just keeps she just basically just keeps just supporting them kind of thing. And, and then what she did was she um because i read she got she created a one of the big things was she created a pile on for these two i think it was two trans women went to her house in okay. edinburgh the reason they were able to go to a house by the way is because it's part of a tour Okay. Um, it's it's on Google Maps and whatever, and they so it's went, well known where she. It's lives. well known, and that's very important here because yeah. they went to a house and they sort of held up like the middle finger and a trans flag or whatever. Right, right? it's nothing, and she accused them of doxying. I'm pretty sure that's What's the term, doxy, or doxing, docking, doxing. 
I'm pretty sure docking the term, is something docking, different. No. I'm pretty what sure. it is is it's giving away someone's personal details online, so it's giving away their address. Right. Okay. But yeah, she you just said, said it's and public she, knowledge anyway. Yeah. So what she did was she created this pile on by all these people coming on and attacking these women okay. by going you've and whatever and yeah, and yeah. The, it was completely being washed over. The responses were going, "Guys, it's on a fucking tour. Like it's not that well hidden. Like it's." Yeah, yeah. She's also she's got at least two properties. And one of them is not known. This one okay. is the one. Like I said, it's on a tour. Like it's pretty well known. Would you say? Would you say she's transphobic? Well, it's hard to deny it, given that she said a couple of years ago she made a comment saying, "Look, I'm not a transphobe." She said, "If your rights were ever under attack, yeah, I'd march for you." Okay. But then their rights so were it, under attack. She didn't, and she was completely silent on okay. the issue. She didn't come out and say so. Is anything. what she's trying to claim is that. She wants to d- differentiate the rights between a trans woman and a biological woman. That's her woman. stance. And, but like I said, the fact that she sort of said, like, I'll defend you if you're under attack. Yeah. And then when they were under attack, said nothing. She, yeah, okay. Fair. So she said, I'm an ally, but then obviously never backed it up. Yeah. And her behaviour outside of that demonstrates yeah. the opposite. And, and her, like I said, her allegiance with groups that are quite clearly okay. trans-exclusive that's fair. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I, I don't think her opinions are fair. I don't know them well enough, but from what the way you've described them, if that's how she I hope feels. I've done it justice, and I no, hope you, you I've did got that my quite point eloquently across to because you. I I did try and research sort of what she done, and I it's couldn't find a, bit, a yeah. lot that I heard that she sort of she was definitely saying there are differences between a biologically born like she I think she was trying to argue that the sex you're born with is biological and whatever else you go on from there. Like I said, she believes she believes and she said she believes in sex based women's rights. Okay. Well I think that's disappointing. Um but I can also I try and put myself in other people's shoes in the sense of like I can understand perhaps not understanding, but again I don't know if that's my naivety in thinking that she's ignorant of the issues because I don't necessarily think she would be because well, I, I think, think she's an intelligent woman. I think she could have done herself a lot of favours, not that she needs favours doing for her, but she could have done herself a lot of favours if, if she did when the trans community were under attack over the yeah, last couple yeah. of years and there were a couple of huge instances of them being directly under attack. Yeah. Well they are now there's if she had have actually come out and sort of supported them and she didn't need to necessarily support them and go you're one of us but yeah. she could have said hey leave those kids alone yeah, even kind if of she'd thing. have done a tweet saying i abhor all violence including the violence being perpetrated right. against the trans she's not taken right away now. her stance on sex-based women's yeah, right yeah. she's not taken away that and the thing then is what that she could have done is she could have kind of been like it would have backed her claim that this is what i believe but i am an ally do you think that's why it must leak into a degree of transphobia because there's no reason why she couldn't have the opinion she has but not still back them to be protected. Do you see what I mean? No, no absolutely. And um, I think that because, and this is because I thing. think that's where it gets dodgy for me because I don't mind people necessarily not even being opposed, but like not understanding it or having certain well, opinions on where we should I divide. Think this things. is the thing: is that, but if you don't believe everyone should be equally you know, protected, there um, was a point where she did say exactly what you're suggesting. Yeah. She's saying, look. These are my views, but I'm still on your side. Okay. And then when it came down to it, Just it was didn't like back it up at all. You're very quiet yeah. over this issue. And she's got a big platform. She's one she's of. She's got a huge she's platform. Arguably the most Which famous. I was going to say, did you bring it up or, or was it part? Well, of yeah. The reason I brought it up was because I saw the Quidditch. Quidditch. And quad, also, quad can ball. I just say, I knew it was an official sport now, right? Yeah. But I did not know it was a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there is, I wrote this down. There is a US Quidditch organization and a major league Quidditch. Yeah. What sure. the fuck? 
Sure. And basically they've said the reason they're doing it is because they've been trying to distance themselves from the franchise and J.K. Rowling in specific for a while and they wanted to find the best way to do it and they said being known as the Quidditch League was impacting their opportunities for TV revenue uh, sponsorships and things like that because of the association because she's a controversial top figure yeah. at the moment and I think part of that is quite do you think that's silly? well I think one of the things there were lots of jokes made about it about the fact that um, are you aware of the term dead naming? I've heard it but I wouldn't be able to tell you what so it it's it's when you call a trans person by the name they were born with rather than the uh, name they go okay. by now. Yes, yes, yes. So I for did example, know if you if that. you were born a female yeah. and you were called like, you know Samantha. Samantha. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting here opposite you, you clearly identify as Andrew, you've told me you're Andrew, yeah, yeah. And I you called, called you Samantha. Yeah, yeah. That's dead naming you. Okay. And what I did like was they were like, her sport has now got a dead name. Yeah, you like, can't she call has, it. She has now created a essentially a trans sport in many ways. Yeah, and I've, the thing is, I I think it's a shame because I could probably imagine she isn't a bad person and she doesn't have bad intentions. Do you know what I mean? No, but I think she has backed herself into that corner. Like I said, it and would have been it could really be solved easy. by being far more open. And it, all of this has been done on most of this has been done on Twitter, right? You just send out a tweet, like it's yeah. pretty. Well, like easy. I said, so you she just could send have out, really easily yeah. kind of, and like there would have still been some people debating her and whether she's or saying she's saying, jumping you know, on oh your sex based rights it's ridiculous and whatever. Yeah, yeah. but that's like a separate thing the fact, like she's the fact that she said the fact that she and because she's got such a big following every yeah. time she associates or I, stays quiet on an issue I said to my missus today actually because I said I was going to be talking to you about it I think part of her problem in general and it doesn't necessarily leak into this but I think from what I've seen of her how she comes across, I think she either definitely didn't expect the size of Harry Potter to be. No, of course she didn't. How can you? And I think to a degree, like a lot of people, when they're suddenly thrust into this new world of fame and everyone knowing who you are, resents the hell out of it. And I think that leaks into most of what I see of her. Like she never seems a particularly happy person. Yeah, also I think the other thing, and this might be digging a bit too deep, the other thing that kind of feeds into her... Um, transphobic image yeah. or the idea that she's transphobic is I don't know if you're aware that her she has a male pen name yes because she she wrote a like a sex book didn't she well she's wrote Harry a couple Potter. of things under the name Robert Galbraith yeah yeah and apparently Galbraith there's a thing there with the person that she's allegedly taken inspiration from the name yeah, from yeah. Um, is quite transphobic oh really and, yeah like I said, I can't. Fair I don't enough. want to present that too much as no, an no, argument no, I because that. I don't know enough about it. I you just, don't know whether it's people I have just dug remember, very deep. Yeah, I just remember something. seeing it in passing, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Well, no, like look, I think ultimately, but I know it's part of the sadly, discussion with a lot of these things and all sorts of incidents. There's no smoke without fire. She wouldn't have yeah. all of this anti-trans attention if she hadn't have done things. Like I said, the thing for me on. that really kind of pushed it over the edge in terms yeah. of me, me thinking that she is perhaps a transphobe. Yeah was when she, you know, it was that, like I said it a couple of times, that tweet where she came out and went, look, this is what I believe, but I'm on your side. If shit comes down to it, yeah, I've got yeah. your back. And then, she and then shit came down to it and she was yeah. absolutely nowhere to be seen. No, and I've, I think I agree with you on that because like I said, I think I can't understand where, because like, I, yeah, I can't, I don't have an issue with people having different opinions on how we should deal with it and things like that. But I think ultimately, at a fundamental level, you should believe that everyone should be protected, looked mm. after, and we should have everyone's back. Do you know what I mean? We can 
we'll sort out the details together as we go on but you know sound like a true politician man. we'll figure that out later well no but i think fundamentally my approach to most things is like ultimately the only way we're going to achieve anything is together, is we're, together. All, we're all human beings so like whether i like tories or not is irrelevant ultimately you have to work with them to get shit done yeah and it's but it's that thing um, it's i i'm happy to um sit with people and befriend people with differing views yeah. but if their views directly either deval invalidate or attack another human being mm. and their right to exist yeah then we've got problems for example i'm happy to befriend people with different views but if they're homophobic yeah and they're attacking the someone's thing. right to exist it's so then difficult it's a, then it, because then what we've got is we've not got a different political a, view we've got a difference in human value yeah and that's yeah, something yeah. that I can't sit with. Yeah, no, I've, I agree with you. But it's so difficult, isn't it? Because we've all had those moments with people where someone you know and perhaps have even respected in the oh, past... I can, yeah, I can remember. ...cross a line someone, saying something. I'm not going to name or anything, but in the last, like, it was maybe 10 years ago, or maybe not quite that long ago, and I remember being, like, relatively close to him. I sort of hung out with him quite a bit. Yeah. And then as something happened and I was able to... They expressed a view and it was like oh you're yeah. racist i was like that's yeah. not and then you think how did i not know that like how did that not come up or yeah. how did i not see that if it was a thing yeah and then slowly it's like the you know the the goggles have been removed and you're like yeah. oh yeah you are quite racist so we're done yeah yeah no it's yeah because we've all had those moments and it's i i, I never know to, to do, do in the moment entirely, most no. of the time i end up doing that awkward british thing of sort of just laughing it off mm. and walking away or like trying to end like i had it one day at work recently where a customer said something so racist not at me but just was just talking to me and i was just like what like what do you say because <laughs> i can't start lecturing an old man while i'm at work well, like, do you know what i have I have recently started taking a bit of a stand, not massively yeah. like you. I will still walk away where I can. Like my preference yeah. is to just walk away and pretend I haven't heard anything, which is maybe not the best thing to do. But certainly at work, I'm really in talking a professional work, setting. In a professional setting it, my it, ideal, but I've got to be honest. Quite a lot of the time, I will say, like I will just say, actually, you know, I don't think that's, you know, yeah. these are human beings, and yeah. I don't think you're doing them a justice. No, I think that's fair. Um, right. Is there is is there anything else you wanted to discuss on that or no 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 we covered, covered that quite nicely adequately in which case I've got a few this one I learned I I love this in 1988 Willem Dafoe um, played Jesus okay. in a role um, final scene or maybe not the final scene but the climax of the movie was the crucifixion yeah him hanging on a cross and it's what's key to this scene is he was he is hanging on a cross naked okay and I love this he had to have a penis double. Because the director felt like people wouldn't be able to sympathise with him. His cock was too big. <laughs> and there's so many things to unpack with that. First of all, kudos imagine to Willem Dafoe, my yeah. man. Absolute Second of all, baller. imagine being this poor schmuck where they're like, yeah, yeah you're like, no Every one's Every time Willem Dafoe meets a new lady. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> <laughs> and just the idea that, you know, some poor extra actor has been standing there and they've been like, look, mate, no one's going to be intimidated by your penis. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know, you know, it gets me a more prominent role. Could you imagine going home to your missus that day? What got you the role today, babe? Oh. Yes, I'm going to be Willem Dafoe's penis. It's like, oh, really? Oh, his penis, uh, was his penis a bit too a bit too small? They needed someone bigger. It's like, something like that. Yeah, something something similar. They needed the more intimidating penis. <laughs> um, 
And I love, I don't know how I only just found that out, but... Who was, I'd love to know who the director was. I mean, I can look it up now. It'll take two seconds. But just imagine being Willem Dafoe in that moment, hanging from the crucifix, like, dick swinging. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You know, imagine having to be the special effects guy, CG in someone oh, else's rod in. This is brilliant. So the film, I've, I'm, I wasn't aware of this film, and I feel like I should be. The Last Temptation of Christ. Um, I've never heard of it. I can't believe they got Willem Dafoe to play Jesus. Marty Scorsese. Oh, wow. Yeah, Harvey Keitel played Jesus. See if there was ever David a... Bowie played Pontius Pilate. Wow. They were talking 88. Yeah. We go back, but yeah, there's there's some big... Like, if there things. was ever a director that I would have thought would have been comfortable with a big penis on screen, it would have been Scorsese. But Well, it was I mean? specifically for the role of Christ in that moment. Yeah. He wanted the audience to have but sympathy, sure. and they thought looking what? up at a man swinging like no, an elephant, I they wouldn't have... the Catholics would have loved seeing a hung Jesus Christ. Do you know what, what I mean? Do you think? If he's swinging a tree trunk, they're like, that's our man. They'd have been like, I'll tell you that's what. That's the son of God. He's dying for our sins. I can see where they fit in them all. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. <laughs> he's magnificent. overflowing with sins. You know I mean? You just see Catholics replacing their crosses with dildos hanging yeah. around their necks. And they're like, what's that? It like, represents Jesus, my yeah. man. And you his huge manhood. Huge. Yeah. Huge. And like, look, to be honest, the male phallus region has always been part of art and ideology and... I think it would have fit. I think Willem Dafoe's, pe- Willem Dafoe's huge penis should have been honoured in the annals of history. I just think, pardon, as well, what's really impressive, pun. uh, perfect punnage, yeah. what's per- what's really impressive for me is that if that it's was huge. me, <laughs> and look, I... I'd I want it on screen if it was me. No, if that was me, I'd be telling that in every interview that I did for the next, like, 20 years. I've been, like, <laughs> casually trying to slip in the fact that I once had to be replaced because my penis was too big. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And this is we we only just if I w- about if it. I was swinging that hard. Do you know what I mean? I mean I'm, I'm doing all right, Jake, but I'm not swinging. I'm not getting I don't turned. Think, yeah, I don't think the director is going to. I don't think the director is going to tell me mine's people are not going to have sympathy um, for me. I'd want it honoured on screen. I'd yeah. want the right lighting. Do you know what I mean? I'd fluff it a bit, make it even more impressive. Do you know what I mean? I'd fight for it. Yeah. It'd so be part people, of my contract. So when people see it and they go, oh, that's quite impressive. Was that a double? And you'd be like, no double needed, my man. That was all me. No, that is double. Double anything you got. <laughs> that's all Jesus right there. That is all Jesus. You know what they call me Christ? That's what they, that's what they say when I drop trowel. <laughs> when they hear the fud. They're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. They're like, that's what they call me, baby. Yeah. Don't take my name in vain. So yeah, I just wanted to slip that in there. to a no, fun like little it. story. Uh, I I wanted to talk about aliens. Cool. Um, (laughs) Do you think they exist? If so, have we met them or why haven't we? And if they don't exist, why? Well, I think I I have a very specific view on this. I believe aliens absolutely do exist. I don't believe the size of the universe that we can consider the idea that they don't. It's impossible. I think a couple of things. I think, first of all, Obviously, do you think to find the right ever had any to find contact? the same situations that we have here on Earth that that allow life to flourish on Earth? Yeah, you've got to go a long way away. Therefore, we're unlikely to meet them because they're not going to have the capabilities to travel. We don't have the capabilities to travel or communicate. But I think more I've than, got something I would say in reverse to that. When you sure, but I think more than anything, my main issue with it is our definition of life. Yeah, do I think life exists elsewhere in the universe as we know it and as we define it? Yeah, maybe not. But there are there's a lot about the universe that no, we don't know. So life could exist that we just don't but know. By it's life, life, I mean sentient. 
beings. They don't have to take the same shape or form as us. But for me, the idea of thinking that, you know, the chances of us existing were very low, but for the chances of it to have not happened anywhere else, considering the size of the universe, is almost impossible to me as well. And I have my own little, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to ever thought about it. I'm definitely not. I mean, there's a but, like the sci-fi channel dedicated to it. <laughs> I love the sci-fi channel sometimes. I love that guy that's like, I'm not saying it was aliens. Oh, but it was aliens. But it was aliens. It's like my response to a lot of things. Whenever, like, uh, Leanne says anything to me that's like, um, I don't know what the answer is, babe. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, not, saying, I, it I'm not saying it was aliens, babe, but it, it was aliens. Um, but my theory is we put so much effort in to go into space, right, and to get into the moon and all these things. And as soon as we got there, we stopped. We more or less, we do a little bit, you know, sending shit to Mars. But in general, the only people really trying to do space exploration now is private interests. It's not governments. Yeah. It's not, we want to send probes and drones and satellites out there. And some of the images that have come out recently have oh, been phenomenal. amazing. But in general, we stopped. Why? Is is this going to be conspiratorial? Did we find well, that's something what on I'm the moon? Saying. Well, no, I'm like, did we meet? Were they there? Are we being watched? Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know what... And they just sort of looked at us and they went, you saw nothing. Or is it they're actually telling the truth that for once they saw something was too expensive and cost prohibitive at the time to do and they decided not to continue doing it. But then that wouldn't answer as to why now when things are like now, the power of the iPhone I'm showing to the camera is more powerful than the supercomputer that landed maybe it's on, a case the road, of, on Maybe the it's a case of... Oh, Why haven't go, we tried again? You know, some scientists, some, like if it is me going, oh, do you know what? I'm going to sort of do the whole... Spe- I mean, I love space, so like I absolutely would do space exploration. But yeah. there's a chance that I go, I'm going to do some space exploration. Who else is in that game? They're like, oh, like uh, Musk's doing a bit, Bezos <laughs> is doing a bit. I'm like... Musk can't even mm, get anything out of the sure I, <laughs> Not sure I want to be in the same... I think Musk is too distracted having kids no, at the moment. I'm not sure I want the same uh, hobbies as Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> the thing is, though... Particularly Elon Musk. Ultimately, like, and this sort of links into the start of the conversation we were talking about environmental issues, is that there's a strong likelihood that the answer to the human race's survival isn't going to be staying here. Do you think? Well, because ultimately, as things stand, there is no public sentiment, there's no government across the world at all oh, I don't truly think we pushing have... to improve things from what they are now. I don't think we have the technology, nor do no, I think we're I on... I don't tra- think we do. That's but nor problem. do I think we're on track to have the technology um, no, before... I, I don't think it would be... Before the Earth basically dies. and moving somewhere else. No, bringing th- something in. No, I think it'd be more of a case of a bit like an interstellar seeding a population that grows completely separate to us. I just don't think no... we will have the. I don't think we'll have the technology available by the time the Earth dies. I think there's and a good chance we go back right. to the, to but the start of the conversation. I think that's what the answer that is. being moved forward. Yeah, but I think ultimately that's what the answer is, and I think that's why people like Elon Musk is being realistic and going. Well, ultimately, I'd, I don't think the salvation like of this planet is this planet. To the British government and to NASA and to the Russian Space Agency and to the, the Chinese Space, Space Agency, Agency and to the Indian Space Agency, if they're listening. Um, I'm game for it. I'll be one of your seed seedlings. No, but like the seeding process would be none of us would survive it apart from maybe a couple of people. That's what I'm saying. I'm game to be one of those yeah, people. I don't think you're first on the list though, bro. No, I'm you? just putting my like name out there. If Musk is funding it, he's definitely taking I'm one just, of the yeah, I don't want to go like... And he's not going to take a dude with him because who's he going to impregnate? Honestly, if you told me the choice was between dying a horrible death on Earth or and spending the next Musk. like 
47 <laughs> fucking years on Lynn a Musk. Split, I'd just take the, the painful death. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't, I'd, oh yeah, it'd be challenging. I think ultimately I'd feel the same. I don't know if I could live uh, with Yeah, Musk. fuck that, I'd die. I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, so like my thing is, I don't know whether we have, I, I think... Do you think we've met aliens? Perhaps at some point. I don't know when. Like, there's some shit going on pre the, the hunger dryas. I don't know. No, no, I don't. I'm so glad you said no. I mean, if you want to believe there's, it, believe can I it. Be honest with there's you, a little bit. There's of you. a little bit of me that thinks there's something going on with aliens. <laughs> no, you believe because what you want to believe. To this day, we still couldn't recreate them. Oh, yeah, we could. No, we couldn't. Not to the accuracy that they did. I mean, you've got like. Was that place in Syria or wherever it is? There's like fucking hundreds of the bastards. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is with our current technology, they still wouldn't be able to the cut to the accuracy that the Egyptians did. I find that hard to believe. It's I know some I've people heard. have said that, but I heard. find that very hard but to believe. But there's also things, just while we're on it, I don't know if you've... Um, oh, I never remember his name. Graham Hancock. Have we heard of Graham Hancock? The name may ring a bell. He's... Uh, pilloried by the archaeological world. He's not an archaeologist. He's a writer, a journalist, and has written books on periods of time and about specifically ancient Egypt and what came before the Hunger Dryas, which was a huge Ice Age period on the planet and things like that. And he has theories surrounding it. This place is called, like, uh, I can never get the name right, Glebekli Tepe. And we've just... A little Welsh village, is it? No, it's like... I don't know where it is. It's definitely not in Wales. But we uncovered, or they uncovered, this huge chamber with these huge stone monoliths that predate basically anything we've ever seen before. And there's now evidence that, like, the water damage on the Sphinx, for example, um, predates, like, the level of precipitation to cause the water damage on the Sphinx. Does it predates what we think? Well, we've got, there's no recorded waterfall of any form that would have caused it in the time periods it was supposed to have been built. I imagine, yeah, I imagine the weathermen were working overdrive back in ancient Egypt. <laughs> no, but I don't know how they do it, Jake, but they can. No, that's fair. Um, that's fair. But yeah, so there's something going on with the pyramids. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's aliens. It could be aliens. I think what you'll find is, what you're looking for is, I don't know if it's, I'm not saying it's aliens. Yeah. But, but it's, it's aliens. aliens. But I also think potentially if it wasn't aliens, I think pre the Ice Age, there was a sophisticated, probably more advanced society, maybe not more advanced, but an advanced society that lived before that that was more or less wiped out. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So those are the things I believe in, Jake. What do you think? You believe it? No, no. I think, like I said, I've got my. What do you think? Like I, like I said, I think I think by our definition of life, I think that's where we're. Yeah. That's where the issue is for finding alien life forms. Yeah. No, I think there's space traveling aliens out there. I mean, that's fair enough. I'm I not saying I they've necessarily reached us. I think there's a chance they could have. You think just like us, they've just gone to their own moons? Well, they. No, I think further. Yeah. I think that's all a bit sci-fi for my personal taste. Yeah, it could I be, think. but it's with how long the universe has been around, it's feasible. It's not impossible. Yeah, it's it's quite I, like it's I said, slim me, chance. It's for me because our existence what we're is a about slim is, chance. What we're talking about is our own beliefs. Yeah, yeah. And but mine. I just feel like in the infinity of space and time, Jane, there is a possibility that it is all real. Yeah, that's fair, and you can't disprove it. 
I can't, and that's the beauty of it. That's yeah. the beauty of these discussions. I just sound mental when I'm talking about it. You sound like <laughs> a very intelligent, articulate. I don't gentleman. think I articulated all of my views there particularly well. No, but no, I could have done better. No, well, I mean, it's, it's gone now. Yeah, it's done. I'm not going to let you I go know, back I on it. Like I'm not going to give you another chance. A David Icke sort of character, don't I? Honestly, yeah, a little bit. Little There's bit. like a tiny <laughs> little bit. I'm talking about conspiracies. I've talked about 9/11 being. I mean, I brought that. Job. I brought that up by mentioning the pyramids. I would I be kind of pushed for the. Look, I'd be a backbench Tim Pot part of a party, wouldn't I? I'd be the guy that's getting phone calls from people saying, "Mate, they're killing babies." And I'm like, "They're killing babies." <laughs> <laughs> I'm. At, I'd be Alex Jones on the back bench. Do you know yeah, what I mean, mean, you could run for like the Republican Party in the US. You probably <laughs> they're killing babies. <laughs> you probably get a seat. Yeah, I reckon I could do it. I reckon you could. I could fake the accent. I'd have to be from somewhere like Alabama. And that should be our question to the public, to the viewers, to the viewers, or viewers. They can watch on YouTube. Yeah, they to can. The they don't, today. but they can. If, if Big <laughs> runs for, for Senate um, as a Republican, what should be his campaign slogan? Big is better. It's good. It's pretty good. Can you top it? Write to us. Yeah. CrossingSwords19 at gmail.com. I'm quite proud of that. That was on the spot. Big is better. Message us on Instagram, Crossing Swords underscore podcast. Yep. Or Slide hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on, on Twitter, uh, Swords Crossing, at Swords Crossing, and let us know what, what should the hashtag be? What 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 should the three word slogan be? Or no, it doesn't even yeah. have to be three words. What should the no, slogan yeah. be? Can you improve on, on Big is Better? Should it just be bigger? Yeah. Yeah. That's my version of leveling up. Everything's just going to be bigger. It's good. I like it. Your our Big Macs aren't big enough. They're not. They don't look representative of what they do in the adverts. We need to make that. Well, you right. could win a campaign on that. Yeah, like you could just on that one. <laughs> I know pledge. what the people want, Jay. <laughs> it's, it's more food. It's it's more it's realistic be- expectation. It's what I believe in most importantly, Jay, and and that will come across to the viewers. It's to hold our. It's to hold our restaurant and fast food service to a higher standard. Absolutely. Have you had a Pizza Hut recently, Jay? I haven't. I'm the not top a pizza hut man. No, to be honest, I haven't had one for ages, and I stopped because of this very reason. They started skimping on the toppings, and as soon as you do that, shall I tell you where does when it's skimp? costing me thirty pound for a pizza and two sides is a shall problem, you where especially when there's not enough pepperoni. In America, Papa John's doesn't skimp. When we were in um, oh, Louisiana, yeah, me and Ash under Papa John's. You were in Louisiana, and you're in a Papa John's. There was of fuck all, all the there food was you could have gone around. for. There was fuck all around, and we, you know, we're looking at what ben, we had yeah. eaten for a while. And, um, barbecue. Louisiana is famous for barbecue. You said no. We had some. Listen, we had some. Joint. We had some seafood while we were in New Orleans, and we had some. Um, Did you have beignets in New Orleans? Oh, they were so good. Yeah, oh. we had them from the uh, the famous yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. I can't think what it's called, but yeah, I they were so good. Um, and we also had. What did we have? We had um, alligator. We had fried nice. alligator. So John, we How did was have. That? But this was at the campsite. It, it was very. It was kind of gamey. Okay. Um, but we were at the campsite and there was fuck all around the campsite. So oh, we were literally, we went up to, to be fair, there was a Domino's up the road. We went up there yeah. and like they were taking drive through orders, but they were shut. Like we couldn't actually go in and we were like, well, they just Fucking lost our business. COVID. But yeah, they the, the cheese in the stuffed crust yeah. was too much. Like Ash maybe had about two or three bits and was yeah, like, I'm not going to eat that. I bet you insane. if you had Papa John's from England, it'd be completely different be because fine. of what we allow in our products. Yeah, it'd be fine. Um, yeah. What else you got, bro? I got I got a three fun stories. Uh, two it. I'm going to group together. But I got well four, but I'm going to group two together. So I have got three. Um, you're not a cricket fan, are you? But are you no. aware of the IPL? 
the Indian Premier League. Yes, the T20 format. Yeah, it's the richest part of the game, isn't it? They throw money. It's huge. Are you aware of the farmers in Gujarat who put on a fake IPL by using unemployed people from nearby villages? No. um, Using official IPL jerseys, but they created fake team names, fake player names. Love it. Um, They live streamed it on YouTube. Nice. Um, they being so all for the benefit of r- gambling Russians. It was all for the Russian betting market. Um, <laughs> and there was Russians actually betting on these. Russians guys. betting on and this. And they know nothing. Watching, the live, stream, watching the live stream of these farmers in a field playing cricket. Yeah. The umpires had walkie-talkies. Yeah. And what would happen is the organisers, based on what people were betting on, would walkie-talkie to the umpire who would tell the players, you need to get out now. You need to score a run. You need no. to score a four. It was so... It was they fixed. were rigging their own fake league. <laughs> Jesus. It's one of my favourite things. It's one of my favourite stories. They used... How they downloaded crowd sounds from the internet no. to make it... <laughs> you know, to give it a kind of... Um, atmosphere. Atmosphere. It's one of my favourite stories of the last few weeks. I absolutely Brilliant. adore it. I like that. They created their own fake league and rigged it. And, and you know what's beautiful? And I don't say this because the Russian people are, are nice enough people because of the shit that's gone on with Putin. It's yeah. kind of nice that the Russians were getting targeted on that one. Yeah. It's kind of nice to get their back. How sad must life be in Russia? Do you know what I mean? For that to be what you do with your day. So let's go and bet on a, on a fake cricket league. Yeah, they didn't know it was fake, to be fair. They were getting Did called. they not? No, no, they didn't oh, know what? it was fake. It was they genuinely thought, a stitcher. They thought it was the IPL they, got, they were betting <laughs> on. <laughs> they deserve it, don't <laughs> yeah. they? I thought they knew. No, they thought they were live streaming real IPL and they weren't. They were just watching some guys in the field who were feeding them fake crowd noises. No. Fake team names, fake player names. And they were just these unemployed people that in the field playing in a farmer's field or a couple of farmer's fields. Well, they deserve it. It's a beautiful story. They deserved it. Have we got a soundbite? That, have we got an applause for the people of Gujarat, <laughs> India? We do. Just let it soak in for a second. What if it do? Well played, guys. Well played. Yeah, we're we proud sal- of you. we salute you here on Crossing Swords Podcast. Always. Right, uh, Jay, have you got another one? I have. I have. Do you want me to quickly go through? Them? Hit me um, with your rhythm stick. Are you aware of Vicar John Jeffs, age no. seventy-four? No. Who is a Should vicar? In Middleton Cheney in oh, Northamptonshire. What's he done? You may be. Um, because in September 20, and the reason re- the reason it's only just come to light is because he's just gone. To, he's just had his trial. He's <laughs> just gone to court. Oh, no. He was caught in the Baptist Centre in Middleton Cheney. Naked? In Northampton. Nope. Wearing a pair of ladies stockings <laughs> thrusting into a Henry Hoover. Oh, no. Um, now, he was fined £845 in cost. He was, um, which I presume covers the therapy bill for that Henry Hoover. Yeah. Um, £200 compensation to the person who saw it <laughs> and has had to sign on to the sex offenders register. Now, he blames, by the way, his defense was... Does he reason- deserve to be on the sex offenders register? That's what I was going to ask. This is what I was going to ask. So first of all, he's, he says that he blames um, the recent loss of his wife, uh, pain medications and an under-medicated diabetes which is a hell of a claim because that normally when my medication is a bit low, I do find myself fiddling with no, household appliances. What this comes down but to. I do think, should he have, should, is that a crime? Where was he again when he did it? He was in was the it Baptist in his Centre. Was it in, he like, was in his like a, church? He was in essentially like a community town hall, like a church town hall. Oh, I mean, it's not ideal, is it? 
but I don't know if it's a crime. I mean, it's a family place. They're open, like anyone can come in. Yeah. But who the fuck's walking into a church in the middle of the day? Do you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, he should have been even left the most hard, even the Ned Flanders amongst us. He should have been allowed to fuck his Hoover. Yeah, I think sex registers taking it too far. I agree. I think that's ridiculous. It's a bit harsh. The man's not I mean, a pedo. Listen, if that gets I mean, you, he this, could be. If that gets you, if he's into fucking Hoovers, I mean, it's a good have, chance he fucks kids. We'd have to find out how old the Henry Hoover is. I don't know what the age. <laughs> Brand new, out <laughs> fresh, the box. fresh out of the box. Yeah. Brand new. <laughs> He's just like, been he refurbished. Was, when he was ordering it, he was like, and has this been sitting around on the stock shelves for a while? Like, no, sir. Fresh off the machines, I'll have it. Yeah, perfect. I'll take it. I want one that's fresh. I don't in. think it's a sex offender worthy thing. No, I mean, no. Off of that alone, I mean, just in dint of the fact the things he could have been caught doing. Also, do you know two, what I mean? £200 <laughs> for the person who saw him. What's I mean, an easy payday? Do you know what, though? It's a bit meagre, isn't it? Is it, is it worth dobbing someone like, in? At the end of the day, like, would that... Would that do that much harm to your like mental health or anything? And also, him... would the two hundred quid fix any mental? Oh harm? yeah, but you know, just walking in on him fucking a Hoover would that actually? Because I'm not being funny. Like, the things you'd laugh. Wouldn't I you? had an incident a couple of years ago. <laughs> what? Not quite right. So I went you to were went, to do, went to do a collection. Um, yeah. Couldn't find this woman's house. We eventually found it. That's a story in itself. Finding this fucking property. Found the house. The front door was wide open. Knocked on the door. Got no response. I kind of stepped in and shouted out. And said, hi, we're such and such, we're here for the oh, collection. Oh, don't tell me she was dildoing herself. No, no, she, no, she just walked <laughs> out stark bollock naked. And, Mama like that? Mama like And I was like, that? what the fuck am I was looking at? Was she good at? looking? No, she was, she was quite old. Oh, no. And I was like, why? Why is your front door open? She's why always, are you that's coming her naked? thing, bro. Well, that's yeah, what that, she's into. That's what my mum said. She was like, That's her king. My mum was like, she, she was waiting for a gentleman caller and she thought maybe it was you. Like, And I was like, no, I called out. She was like, yeah, what if they were role playing? <laughs> No, I don't think it's her thing in sense of she had... No, she voyeuristic that she wants to be seen. Yeah, I don't think it was a, a scheduling conflict. I think it was a deliberate, like, it was a I moment. want these guys to see me naked because I'm going to... Listen, it was a moment in my life and it, it, will stay, it will stay with me. That woman do I think I deserve, came thinking about you walking in on her that night. Do I think I deserve £200 compensation? No. Do I think she should be signed up to the sex offenders list? No. Even though technically, I mean, she sort of exposed sort of, herself. Yeah, sort of. I mean, you're not underage, though. So you like, look like a bit underage at times open. if you like clean shave. But but listen, I don't. I'm with you. I don't. I've literally got it in my notes. To be fair, right but next to next to, I've got um, yeah. He appeared in court for it this month, and then I've got in brackets like, should he? Like, should we really be no. taking him to court for that? No. And then again, it's like, what? Yeah, it's like I think a slap on the, sex the wrist, offenders some register, sort of fine. Next to signing the sex offenders register, I've got again in brackets. I've got really. Yeah. I don't, bit know, I don't go for it, yeah. I think, yeah, that, that's a bit over the top. I mean, just quickly, quickly rifle through my last two. Yeah. Um, we love on this podcast a good bum-wiping debate or anecdote. Um, Leon Glee, 29 years old from Cumberland. I hope I'm saying that right. I'd probably not. Cause it's Is it Wales? Yeah. Used toilet cleaning wipes to wipe his backside and ended up burning his backside. Um it took several increasingly worrying oh, toilet trips. Oh, it was the anti-back one, Before he it? consulted his girlfriend, he pointed out his mistake. Now, to be fair, the packaging is pretty plain, and I could have made the same mistake. Um, he describes it as like the night after a hot curry, but <laughs> ten times worse. <laughs> um, yeah, it's basically, I mean, I basically polluted his ass. No, it's just been stupid, isn't it? He's um, just thick. And finally, Jim Metcalf was in the news this last couple of weeks, who frequently uses uh, travels on the Caledonian Sleeper, which is a train um, basically up to the Highlands from yeah. Glasgow. It's an overnight train, hence it's a sleeper. I think you it's beautiful own... and it's expensive as well. well you get your own little bunk, your own little sort of private space. Mm. Obviously, 
you sleep. The idea is you sleep on the yeah. way there, and then you get woken up with tea and coffee and a bacon roll. Tea yeah. or coffee and a bacon roll. This time, however, um, everyone was woken up by the station guard at Glasgow, having never left the state, having never left the platform. What happened was everyone was allowed to board the train. No one was told that it was cancelled until five thirty the next morning, when <laughs> the guard came on and went, "You need to get off the train because we need the platform." What? Quite shocking, really. So they it? were all no, but the thing is, yeah, he went to sleep. How many of them didn't notice they were moving? I don't know. They weren't moving. Like, to be honest with you, they're all thick as shit. I don't know, but... The, I, I like to think... Because the thing is, I wouldn't have gone to sleep until I felt it moving. No, I, I probably wouldn't either. But so, like, so he's, he's quite for, a frequent so For the likelihood for... All, no, but for all of these people to fall I asleep... I don't know how many people are taking it. Yeah, but, but a few. surely enough that at least one of them goes, guys, shouldn't we have but at the same left time, by now? At the same time, I do think someone should have come around and said, by the way, the service is off, like, we're yeah. not running it. Instead Maybe it's of, one of those classic, oh, I told him to do it, he thought I was going to do it, they thought he was going to do it, and yeah. Maybe they came round and they were like, you just look or so peaceful. Or maybe they just thought it was really funny. You just look so peaceful. I didn't want to wait. Should we just see how long they stay there for? <laughs> sitting there going, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. How are they still going? There would be British people that would just sit there though, wouldn't they? They'd be like, yeah. just getting more furious inside. And then just being really passive aggressive with the next morning. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with stories. I've I'm got done with anecdotes. One last one, and it's related to the heat because it was much worse recently. Is BO one of the most selfish things anyone can do? Sometimes. Some people do have particularly bad BO, and there's. Yeah, but they there's, try ooh, and manage it for sure. For most people, like, I mean, I had really bad BO when I was younger, and it's one of the reasons why I really dislike it now because I was quite embarrassed that I had BO when I was younger. But. I think we all go for a you phase. You just as find the right product. And like I'd been friends with people that had bad BO, but it wasn't because they didn't wash or they were just very active people that were constantly, yeah. you know, so I understood that and it didn't really bother me. And hard as it is to believe but we like, actually live very active lifestyles at the time. Yeah. And, uh, but now, like, I just... Yeah, no, I, I got, like, I got I on a like bus it. the other day and this guy sat in front of me. He was young and I'm assuming it was his daughter, but it could have been his younger sister, but I would have said he was early 20s. Had one of those scruffy, pathetic, like almost act, it actually made me. It looked a bit gross. It almost looked pubic like on like on his face and his chin and his neck was just. But the bo was so bad. I ended up having to cover my mouth. Yeah, and it my can nose. be really bad. And, and I just the, sat there thinking, like you, you can smell that surely. Yeah, do you know what my my mum actually has a a good bo story? I think. Yeah. Where she used to work with a guy who stank proper bo problem yeah. and she said everyone in the office kind of got together and was like we need to fucking say something like it's ridiculous yeah. so they sort of she got nominated to kind of go forward and say so they bought him some deodorant <laughs> and they just went look oh, it's, it's awkward isn't it and they just yeah they sort of took him to one side and went look it's, a, it's it's really bothering us i don't you know i don't mean to do down but look here's some deodorant you this is you know this is how you use it um she, you know like every morning just stick a bit of that on Okay, please. It's because it's, yeah. it's making, and wash whatever, and it did make a difference. The yeah. bo went away, and then after about um, a couple of months, it just came back. Yeah, and they were like, "Mate," again, took him to one side and like, "Mate, what? Like, yeah, what's happened? Did something change?" And he went, "Oh, and I just, you know, I finished the course of, you know, whatever it was. I finished the deodorant you gave me, so I figured that <laughs> I'd work. You know, I figured that like he thought it was just a one-time thing." <laughs> Uh, that, what does that come down to, though? Is that just he just wasn't raised properly? Just stupidity, absolutely. Yeah. But no, bo, it, 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 it can. And be it makes me feel sick as well. And I sound, I know I'm sounding really dramatic, but 
but I think it's so unnecessary as well. And, and I, I get for some people it might be a matter of circumstance, they might not have access to a shower and things like that if they're in a really I mean, bad I, situation. I don't like to think that I ever really smell that bad, but like yourself, I get a bit guilty. If I catch a whiff of myself yeah, 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 and I'm yeah, 100%. like, 100%. I need to change as soon as I can. I need to have a whack load of deodorant on if yeah. I'm in a rush or actually have a shower. And I, if I, I have trouble. Like, I can't use a spray deodorant. It doesn't do anything. For, I've got very sweaty armpits, so I have to have something quite strong. I use like a, it's sort of like a roll-on, but it's like cream-based, and I put okay. that under my armpits. And that since using that, I've never had PO. So no, but I yeah, I like I said, I get a bit a little bit guilty about it. Yeah. Like, not, that's not nice for people. No, it's not exactly. It's, it's not nice for everyone else. Like if I think I've smelt at all at work, like if I catch a glimpse at the end of a shift and I'm like, oh, my shirt's a bit, because I've been sweating or whatever, I'll be like, oh, fuck, have other people had to smell that? Yeah, well, I thought yesterday I, I sort of fell asleep. Um, Like I said, I've been quite fatigued, quite yeah. exhausted. So I fell asleep in the day. And then I woke up and I went to play football in the evening. And when I woke up, I'd obviously been sweating. Mm. And I could, I just could smell... Like as I got up, I was like, "Oh, that's yeah, yeah, that's not good." And I didn't really have time to do anything about it. But luckily, I, like, I'm going to play football, so yeah, even yeah. if I'm not sweating now and boing, like give it, give it twenty minutes, and yeah, I fucking yeah. will be. But even even though I was going to do something that would induce me, I still felt like yeah. ah, that doesn't. Yes, yeah, I, I absolutely slapped the load of the yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I always give it, even when I'm in the shower. If I've had a particularly bad bit of bo, yeah. when I'm in the shower, I clean myself. I do, always I give smell it a again. Smell. Yeah. See, I don't always give it. If I I've do it smelled, in the shower after I've washed my arms. I'll double check. But if I've, I've if I've been particularly bad, yeah. or if I've had a particularly sweaty night, or if I knew before I got in I was whiffing a bit, yeah. I do. I check and I'm like, do I That's need to fair. wash again? Do I need to do an extra yeah. an extra scrub? Because I don't want to get out still. No, still ponging. Still ponging, even if it's a light, a really light. No, one. because it will stick with you. Because you'll know. Oh, I still I, smell. I'll know. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You'll know. Yeah. But no, that's good. I think, to be honest with you, I've really enjoyed this podcast. We've had some good conversations. Um, it's it stunk of brilliance to me. Oh, absolutely. Reeked of it. And for that, I feel like you deserve a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Very welcome. Um, but to be honest, there's only really one way I want to sign it off, and I think you know how I want to do that. I know. Well, before we do that, is there anything yeah. we want to... Can I just say, by the way, that what you're about to do was one of the cringiest things I've ever seen in my life? Yeah. Um, it was dreadful but so in keep and the thing is it's so in keeping with who he is isn't it I know and it's what's really worrying is the other famous catchphrase from the franchise yeah oh it doesn't look good no doesn't feel good nothing's looking good at the moment though that's the worrying thing no but yeah it's the one we had to sign off that way you know us Um, so is there anything you want to say before we go no, apart from, guys, hit us up. Let us know if there's anything you'd like us to talk about. Any sound effects you'd like. Anything, really. Just write As to always, us, talk if you to wanna us. Be, if you want to be a guest, um, we're always looking for guests. We've got lots yeah. of ways. You don't have to come here. We can, we no, can, we can call do it you. Over we Zoom. can do it over, over phone, over Zoom. There's lots of ways we can do it. I mean, yeah. Okay, there. Uh, I'll start again. There are two ways we can do it. Yeah. Over the phone or face-to-face? Uh, three. Yeah. Over the phone, Zoom, face-to-face. Yeah. There's three, three main yeah. ways that we can do it. But there are. There's an option. Yeah. There's a there's a variety um, there. And we'd like to have you on. We like talking yeah, to people. Yeah, we love talking to people. And and also keep keep engaged. Keep liking it and subscribing it wherever yes. you get your podcast. Like and subscribe. Um leave yeah. us a rating if you can. And if you We're can really just grateful. pop onto YouTube, the links in the description of the pod. You don't have yeah. to watch the episode, but if you could just smash a like, it'd be massive. It would help us out massively. And we were really yeah. grateful. And yeah. listen, we're grateful as it is for yeah. for you guys for listening and keep coming back. We really appreciate it. Yes.
couldn't have said it better myself. And on that note, I think we will close out with a... Hasta la vista, baby. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>